Record it now. Wait, it's whatever. I'm just gonna edit it anyway. That sounds like the Fed. I know, right? Isn't that creepy as shit? It's just like, wait a minute. Who's following? You're now being recorded. <laughs> this message will self-destruct in yeah. five. You're <laughs> now being recorded. So watch what you fucking say. <laughs> hey man, so how you doing? Thanks for coming by. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you coming on, man. Fucking lutely. I love it. I love the idea. I love talking about the nap. Oh hell yeah. And also, I love videos of extreme ultraviolence. I have an <laughs> entire folder that I can give you as a gift. Whoa. It's uh, some of the most shocking, uh, disgusting content you'll ever see. Uh, I don't recommend putting it on YouTube. It will get taken down. <laughs> uh, but it, you want to see a public stoning? Whoa. You want to see a woman have her head cut off for an unknown <laughs> crime, probably for the crime of having an opinion. I have many such videos. You want to see an African woman uh, take out, so, so uh, like a drone flying in the sky, like a small personal drone, an African woman throws a machete at it. I got the tape. Oh my God, dude, this is absurd. This is go. great. Oh my God. Okay, it is official. We are going to do a like uh, a Napper crew only uh special edition uh at one point we are gonna dive into that folder and have a special episode for that because that sounds fucking fun it should be like a uh mystery science theater we just get a few of us and we sit in a row and we oh my god that okay that's gonna be the season finale of nap time right there that's what we're doing season finale we're getting everybody We're getting everybody on the Zoom call, and we're fucking watching that. Oh, that's going to be perfect. Okay. I'm down. down. I'll supply. I will curate a list. Oh, my God. That I think I could take everyone out. I think I could (laughs) get everyone to quit the Zoom call. Uh, We'll see who's left at the end. Uh, That's fucking old internet, dude. The old internet. That shit's not coming back. You're not going to be able to see this content anymore. It's just banned. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's insane. That's so cool that you have that in a weird, cool way. But in a more general sense, what is your kind of relationship with the nap? And like, how did you even discover this as like a, a concept, you know, and what's your opinions on it now? Cause some people are kind of like, I don't know, naps fake and gay who cares might is right. You know? And then other people are like, this is something that this is like a, a rule from God and we need to follow it. You know? So it's like, where do you kind of fall on the spectrum I of Similar to similar to like gravity, right? It's not really something that humans created. It's more something that humans discovered. Mm. Um, so, you know, we, we've been having a lot of moral arguments for thousand, couple thousand years now about what is good and what is bad, and what makes the good good and what makes the bad bad. And the the nap is just a nap. First of all, is just a quippy way of saying what is true and what everyone knows deep down in their heart, which is that the initiation of force is immoral. Um, not a complicated, it, it really isn't any more complicated or, or simple than that. Um, there isn't another first principles based moral argument on offer anymore. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of obfuscation and, and justification for the powers that be and, and frankly bullshitting uh, lying uh, about other moral frameworks about it, that justify government that justify power but uh, none of them none of them 
function and work from first principles to this an ending conclusion, you know, sound logical conclusion. So therefore they're false. Yeah. Um, that's, that's been my relationship with the nap or with, you know, uh, what, what w- was introduced to me as uh, a rational proof of secular ethics. Mm. Um, atheism, religion is useful, but false uh, empirically. Um, but you, you can't just give up religion and have no universal moral principles. What's true about religion is that ethics are universal. So what is the, what is the proof of secular ethics? Um, a lot of people, people like Sam Harris, basically push that to mean that the, whatever the government wants is the truth, is the, the current state of secular ethics, is a platform, a peak on the moral landscape of society. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, by the name moral landscape, you're admitting that there isn't, that, that it's not objective. So yeah. you're, already, you're already falsifying yourself. So there either is an objective morality that we all live by, that's sort of innate in humans, or there isn't. There either is a biological, you know, a genetic code, a genome to the human being, or there isn't. There either, a rock either falls at the same speed as a feather when it's in a vacuum or it doesn't. It's not a, it's a scientific question. Yeah. So human beings either are a being that comes from universal principles or they're something else. And anyone who believes that there's something else and that there isn't a universal basis to human morality is just making shit up most of the time to justify power or to justify their own ethics. So that's kind of where I came from on UPB. And I call it UPB. Uh, other people call it the NAP. Uh, what, what is UPB? UPB is universally preferable behavior. Ah, I like that. It's basically another way of saying non-aggression principle. Yeah. But it's like a positive way of saying it. I get right. It. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm going to have to rebrand my whole channel. All right. Well, let me, let me ask you this. When was it? When, when did you hit the point where you kind of, cause everybody kind of, obviously, like you said, it's obvious. Don't aggress on people, right? Don't aggress on peaceful people. But when did you start to notice that it was happening to you? Like all the fucking time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like by the state you know, on a regular basis. And this thing is something that people justify. Like, when did it all kind of snap for you? Like, oh, shit. That's the thing. I mean, I didn't really have a snap. I didn't have a moment where it was like, oh, fuck. You know, everything I've I've noticed was a lie. (laughs) Because my, especially my dad, but really both my parents were super kind of do-it-yourselfers, fuck the systemers, contrarian. I got into I got into Christopher Hitchens when I was super young, uh, and he wrote a book called Letters to a Young Contrarian. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I was super into new atheist stuff. I was super into um, that whole Four Horsemen: Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens, Dan Dennett, and Richard Dawkins. I was super into that stuff. Okay, I think when I was in high school, um, and. For me, it was, you know, always kind of a fuck the system, a general fuck the system. Uh, they're wrong. They're bad. So when I finally heard of UPB or of the uh, of the NAP, it was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> awesome that we have a name for it now. <laughs> right, um, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that, but that probably is an oversimplification because it was more like, you know, it's one thing to just say, well, you know, whatever that guy said, put a minus in front of it. And that's what I think. You know, that's kind of the contrarian standpoint is I don't have a basis. I just know that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the nap in UPB was more of a, it was almost like I was traveling down a road and I didn't know where I was going to end up. And then when I got to the place I was going to end up, I was like, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, there's a place I was going the whole time, you know? Yeah. Well, so I know you're uh, you're big uh, crypto fan. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, what do you think? Um, what do you think that, you know, in like, let's say in 10 years and we could just, you know, you could kind of take it where you like whatever you picture in your head as far as where we end up in 10 years with all of crypto like let's just go there but what do you think that we're going to get right in 10 years and what do you think we're going to get wrong in 10 years about the relationship of crypto and it's being seen as property you know what i mean because i think it's a little bit complicated because it's not actual like physical shit you know but i mean it is if you have it on like a drive like something hard but if it's not then it's like you know it's are are people do you think that there's going to be some gray area with it being considered property and then therefore it's going to get a little bit weird in that regard or do you think that it's just like no this is going to be seen as property doesn't you know what i mean it could be like uh having money on your bank account it might as well be that same same thing i think i think people are our age and in our generation get it uh, you don't you don't have to explain to people of our generation that you know this is my um, you know this is my wow account or this is my uh, cart when I'm playing uh, Rocket League or mm-hmm. the, the, when I when I'm playing as this character in the digital world that that character is a is a my property is mine right um, or I unlocked this skin of whatever game that I get oh. to wear this fucking helmet and halo or something right that that is a digital asset um and if someone came on the game and took it from you and gave it to themselves everyone who's under 50 would know that that's the same thing as coming into your house and stealing your shit yeah so i actually don't think that there's going to be a lot of like popular disagreement on crypto counting as property um, and I think different cryptos will be uh, seen in different ways. And that's probably true. Um, some of them function more like property and others function more like, you know, stocks or day trading or something. Right. And they'll be regulated in, in different ways. I think they will tear the system out. Um, but yeah, I, I think as long as the people who are currently in power are regulating things, there's going to be a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of, dumb rules uh but once that's you know once they're out <laughs> i actually think even even our parents would understand right like yeah you explain you explain bitcoin or whatever to your parents they don't understand it but when you when you say it's the same thing as when i win a, a fucking prize in the video game they understand okay right this is there's, there's more to living in a digital world than just uh, 
well, if I can't hold it, it's not real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that. I, I think, I think, and I actually think at least and it could just be wishful thinking, but my parents' generation, our parents' generation, they're, they are willing to listen to us to a certain extent on things that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Older people, they're, they, for whatever reason, they just don't have that thing in their head. They think that their system is perfect and they have to hold it for forever. And maybe that's just the nature of being old and, and that'll be how, how our generation and other generations go too. But, you know, I hope not. In terms of where the crypto space is going to be in 20 years, who, 10 years, who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, I think, I think probably 10% of the projects that are currently going will still be around and will be, and will, you know, made a huge profit. Uh, the technology, the technology is, technology is a done deal. Um, there isn't, there, there isn't a better technology coming and there isn't uh, really even much serious resistance from current technology. So the technology of blockchain and smart contracts will become ubiquitous the same way the computers themselves are ubiquitous today. Yeah. Um, there's going to be countries or places or people that either don't want it or live without it or try and control it or whatever. And it'll probably start mostly on an institutional. It'll probably start in, in, in the institutions, right? It'll start in banking, in government and in all those places. Um, and then, you know, it'll get to the consumer, the consumer will interact with smart contracts the same way they interact with current contracts. You know what I mean? Oh, do I sign this so I can work? Okay, I'm fucking done now. Yeah. So for most people, it's just going to be a, it's just, it's just going to be a, a 2.0. It's just going to be this, this, my life just became five, five times easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they won't even, and I think most people won't even think about it and they won't learn about it. And they basically <laughs> don't, they already don't care. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of one of those. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of just like blockchain. I think it just means it's really secure. I don't know, good security. That's what it is. <laughs> right. I and mean, if you think of, I think a lot of people will. I think people will look back at blockchain the same way they look back at like, uh, you know, like email, where you're like, how was it not always this way? <laughs> oh, interesting. How did it take fucking ten thousand? How did it take a fucking thousand years to decide that actually? it's easier to just send this over a wire <laughs> yeah. instantly rather than wait a month and a half for you to hire a horseman to <laughs> bring me a letter that you wrote by hand with ink for, with, from whale blubber. Uh, that's actually super inefficient. So people are going to look at blockchain. And I think a lot of people l- probably think that blockchain is the current state of things. They just don't know that that's what they're thinking. People, people have this thing in their head of like, oh, there's a permanent record of everything that everyone does all the time. Uh, that doesn't exist <laughs> effectively. It yeah. does now. <laughs> it does now with blockchain. Blockchain oh, wow. makes that happen. But uh, yeah, there is, there is just something in people, especially people who've been through government school where they're like, everyone's kind of watching everything I'm doing and, and every every bad thing I do has been written down and people are going to know. And that's, you know, a super, 
bad things. Like, well, no, that wasn't true. Uh, it might be true now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh. oh, fuck. I said a bad word on the internet. Oh, no, you could say that. But damn, that's that's pretty nuts to think about. Blockchain is going to be pretty big one day. It is one of those technologies. Damn, it's wild. It's just going to be everything. I actually think smart contracts are bigger than blockchain. I bet you've seen some crazy shit go down, you know, before in your life. So, you know, what is that, how, what's the time where it sticks out the most when you think about like, man, like this violation of the nap to the 10th degree, you know what I mean? Like when is that ever, when have you ever seen it happen to someone? You've been like, holy shit, nap violated. It's like I was saying those videos uh there you want to see do you want do you want to see a man have cinder blocks thrown at his head until he dies oh my god uh i've got the video do you want to see a woman uh hacked to pieces with a machete by two men uh do you want to see what's another gross one for the record, I'm laughing because of how absurd this is. Not because it's funny to chop heads off, but it is really funny how absurd this is. <laughs> Have you ever heard of necklacing? <laughs> Please explain. Necklaces, so necklacing was done in South Africa by, uh, I believe it was started in South Africa under Nelson Mandela when he was fighting apartheid. He would uh, kidnap white people and he would put a tire around them uh, and he would fill the tire with gasoline, and then he would light the the gasoline on fire. Oh my god! Because if you because the gasoline burns the rubber, and the rubber sticks to the person, so they can't get away from it ever. They just they burn to death, but they burn to death super slow. It's called necklacing. Um, oh. There's videos of that. There's videos I have of that. Of, there's videos I have of two people who they they tied like a, a steel chain around the two tires uh and the, you know one tire's on one guy the other tire's on the other guy uh and then they light both of them at the same time and they just kind of watch the guys run around as they're burning to death uh, what the fuck like okay what the hell do you have to do to not only have somebody do that to you but to have somebody record it and think fuck yeah fuck that guy like what the hell like and, and that's the other thing these aren't, it's not like these are on Betamax tape. You know, these are full color uh, videos, vertical <laughs> videos. Whoa. You know what I mean? Taken on a smartphone uh, oh, within man. the modern era. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, Jesus. It's the world that we live in now. I was hoping it was like a black and white, took a, like a week to print or something from the 1920s. <laughs> right. Damn it. Film, a film process. No. <laughs> this is uh, digital media. Oh my God! Fuck, that's happening crazy. Today, happening all the time. Uh, there's also another video of a so a uh, uh, Muslim woman, and this is you know like in a super in like Afghanistan or something. Muslim woman gets accused of stepping on a Quran. That sounds bad. That's gonna cost you. That's, that's gonna, gonna cost you everything. A foot at least. Oh my god. Gone through everything. So what they do is she's accused of stepping on a Quran, right? Uh so she goes to the mosque, which is just you know, just a building, uh, to try and plead her case to the mullah. And uh the mullah says something that I can you can't understand. And then she runs out of the building and the mullah chases after her and throws some shit at her, knocks her over. The rest of the city 
comes over and starts stoning her to death. Uh, and then she gets away. She climbs on top of a car and then she climbs on top of the house. Whoa. And, and then people start throwing shit at her. You know, they start throwing rocks at her until she falls over. And while they're throwing rocks at her and she's kind of dodging them, uh, someone on the other side of the house climbs up on top, drags her off, and then they pull her out into the street, uh, stone her to death, burn her alive, and then run over her, uh, like back and forth uh, until she dies. Oh, my God. Whoa. I thought that that was going to end a lot better when you said she ran away. Damn it. No. Not like the movies. That's what I'm saying. The nap... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the nap is a concept that some people just haven't internalized just quite yet. Uh, the wow. mob rule is still very real for most cultures throughout the world. Well, maybe they justify it as like you aggressed on my God by stepping on the Quran. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you disrespect my God uh, and you get, you know, you get, I get to, I become an agent of God and I deliver my wrath to you. Sorry, lady, you violated the nap. You're getting Sorry, stoned. <laughs> You're done. You're getting stoned to death. <laughs> oh my god, that is really fucking crazy. I can't believe that that happened. That's you definitely never looked at this stuff on the deep internet. You never were on what? back in the day, live leak or anything. Well, well, when I was like probably 12 years old, I saw pictures of people beheaded, and I was just like, holy shit. But it was definitely back in the day when it was like right after 9-11 and they were like, oh, look at all these terrorists. Look what they do. Ah, oh, we should go yeah, there and stop it, man. It was, it was got pretty bad. I mean. It was so bad. I was a 12-year-old kid who saw it. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? I like Some of the stuff that was on the internet is so like the one I just talked about is about as disgusting as you can get. But there's, you know, there's stuff that even at the time I've heard there's a there's an Obama or a Bin Laden tape of him being killed but you've seen the, the Gaddafi oh. tape oh yeah that was another one that i saw at a really young age i was like well how did i see this <laughs> wow dude. yeah the Gaddafi tape is shocking content yeah and that's another one where it's like yeah most of this is u.s imperialism yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah most of this stuff is just uh, the government pushing violence throughout the world in our name hey those guys are fucked up here's some guns and money you guys should do something about it oh and then they go to the other side (laughs) just do it to just protect yourself with the guns just protect yourself don't do anything but if you do (laughs) yeah yeah man yeah i've I've just i i don't know if you know who scott horton is but i just got done reading his book uh, about a month or two ago and man that book was insane because it just broke down everything in the middle east and it's just like yeah this is pretty much all our fault like literally everything we fucked up. We didn't do, we didn't accomplish anything. It's called uh, enough already. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. He's, he's real good on, uh, on uh, foreign affairs stuff. He's literally just like, <laughs> he's actually, it's funny. Cause he's just like a pothead, but he just remembers so much. Like he, he could just go off on a subject for a while. When is a time where you have had the nap violated on you? Have you ever had a situation where somebody aggressed on you while you were being peaceful? Or your property? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so back in 2015, so basically here's how it went. Like I said, I was pretty much just totally a contrarian. Uh, basically, anytime someone had a strong belief, I thought it was bullshit. 
<laughs> I was I was new, you know, I was one of the new atheists. I was a total like atheist douchebag for many years. Um and then and me and a close friend of mine from from where I'm from, we were kind of both had that same trajectory. So in 2015, and I never really cared about politics. I kind of thought it was a stupid, I always knew what was going on, but uh, I always kind of thought it was a stupid thing with corrupt criminals and idiots and accurate you know, waste of time, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for that reason, everyone else thinks it's cool and important and something we're talking about. So they're talking about it all the time, um, which leads me to, have an opinion by proxy basically sure 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 um so during 2015 2016 when trump announced it was just kind of like okay who cares he's he did it a couple times before i think he did it in 2008 and 2012 um but then as things sort of went on i, I just knew he was gonna win because i'm from a swing i'm from ohio i'm from the swing state i knew what the people back there were saying my grandparents lived in Pennsylvania, so I knew a little bit of what the people there were saying. And you win Ohio, you win Pennsylvania, you win. I mean, that's you don't have to win anywhere else. So I knew he was going to win. Uh, but I worked yeah. in liberal Chicago, and they didn't like that uh, a lot. Um, so it went from, you guys are idiots. You, you know, left-wing idiots. I mean, it's not even that they're liberals. They're not liberals. They're totalitarian fucking leftists. Uh, which I always just hated any religion like that. And uh, so I just hey. told him, hey, your guy's going to, your chick's going to fucking lose. And she's rigging the election for herself and she's still going to lose. And that's a fucking embarrassment and disgrace to you. Uh, and it went from that, from I don't care, but your guy's going to lose to actually he needs to win because your side is so corrupt and bankrupt and stupid uh, that if your side wins, they're going to do what, they're, what we're seeing today, where they're going to unify with the corporations, they're going to increase the power of the surveillance state, and they're going to use that to crack down on any outside thinker, left or right, that, uh, that they can get their fucking hands on. Um, so that was the evolution of that from like 2015 to 2016 at the beginning everyone thought it was funny uh <laughs> yeah it's funny that they, they thought it was idiot. funny yeah <laughs> they're an idiot and trump will never win he's an idiot you know the whole the whole compilations he's a clown it's a, the beginning of the end the beginning of the end the beginning of the end um so it was always a joke and then after he won uh it wasn't funny <laughs> Them. <laughs> yeah uh, so i was at the rally that he had in chicago at uic i got spin on at uic well i got obviously screamed at at uic uh i got fired from my job the day after the election what because i, because I wore the trump hat yeah <laughs> what you wore a mega hat and you got fired yeah well but but the funny thing is i wore a mega hat the day of the election no one cared. It was a joke, right? They were laughing at me because there's no chance he can win. Oh my uh, God. And then I wear it the day after. Not a joke anymore. It's a hate symbol now. So you're fired. Whoa. Yeah. So I got punched in the face. Uh, this was like not even a year ago. I got punched. You can even see it in my face. Really? Look. You can see that this side, this side here. 
oh. caves in a little more. Oh, I, I guess, yeah, side. a little bit. Yeah. If you look, if you look here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a, there's like a cave in. So definitely, yeah. yeah wow. I got punched in the face by because I told a guy that uh, Biden was going to lose, and that <laughs> to the extent that he's a, uh, what I said was. You know, I don't feel the need to argue with you anymore to the extent that you're an honest and intelligent person. You will eventually come over to my position because that's what's going to happen, because that's reality. I've done more thinking on this than you. And to the extent that you are an honest and thinking person, you'll end up in my position. So why do we need to argue? He didn't like that very much at all because he thought. Aren't you for that? Yeah. Well, we were both wasted at a party, but uh which, and for the record, I, uh, you know, I can be a dick. I can definitely be an asshole, and I'm sure I said it in a shitty way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been punched many times. I have three <laughs> You know, it's never a thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like. Wow. Literally punch. Uh, that's, I mean, that's literally like the shit that you hear about that you're, you know, that people be like, nobody's doing that. Nobody's getting fired for a MAGA hat. Nobody's getting punched in the face because they're saying, it's like, this is literally yeah, an know, example of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that's, and that's why, you know, and, and I remember everybody who got deplatformed from 2015 on. I mean, I remember all this, Milo, Gavin McInnes, Molyneux, uh, you know, Lauren Southern, Alex Jones, Louis Farrakhan. I mean, those are all people who, it's not like I agreed necessarily 100% full whatever with any of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh but they're, they absolutely make an interesting conversation. Yeah. What's not an interesting conversation is, you know, Lester Holt comes on and says, well, the American CIA says that they have a moderate confidence that this happened. <laughs> like, okay, well, <laughs> the American CIA has zero credibility anywhere in the world, not even in the United States. So I... I the fact that you're quoting a statistic from the American CIA or NSA or wherever is, is a joke. I mean, you're, <laughs> the whole point of the media is supposed to be that they don't trust those people and they, they check their sources. Yeah. So we just had five years plus now, now potentially forever of the American CIA not, literally manifesting Operation Mockingbird and going on these networks and becoming a fucking contributor, a paid contributor at fucking CNN. Man, every channel's got one. It's crazy. They all got their own little CIA buddy that they bring on to talk to. And and but it used to be like, okay, well, we have to train this guy. You know, we'll train this guy. This guy's a you know it used to be the Anderson Cooper type, right? It used mm-hmm. to be the Tucker Carlson type, where it was like, Okay, well, we'll train a guy and we'll get him on our on our side and we'll become connections with him so that he has the the pull that he can become a, a network anchor or whatever. Uh, now it's just literally like, here's John Brennan. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Hey. Fuck, fuck getting one of you to say it. We'll just come on and say it. You guys here's are going to fuck it up. <laughs> fucking random. It's like, are you fucking guys serious <laughs> right now? I can't believe we have to have this conversation. No, you can't bring the fucking head of the FBI or the NSA or the NIS. <laughs> on your fucking show come on when is the last time that you have violated the nap well this is an unfortunate story but this (laughs) is a true story 
Oh boy. Um, it's very unfortunate. <laughs> um, I have a little brother. He uh, kind of went into the same field that I did, like uh, film, film oh. production. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the same, we went to the same college in, in Chicago. And then he came out to LA to visit and he was staying in my apartment. <laughs> and, you know, we went in the hot tub. We had a good time. We were sipping. <laughs> I was I was waiting for that part. Yeah. <laughs> we were sipping. Uh, and uh, we get back to the room. And, uh, you know, just a dispute happens. Uh, it was actually over George Floyd. And, uh, oh, shit. And uh, he said some things that uh, I did not appreciate at all. <laughs> So I slapped him across the face. <laughs> uh, that didn't play very well. I kicked him. Uh, so not, and then I, I sat on the back him. of his neck. <laughs> and, then I fucking, and then I pinned him on the ground and sat on his neck. <laughs> For nine minutes. <laughs> okay, so wait, you slapped yeah, him and then the you kicked him? Time. Well, no, I slapped him, and then I – well, he was on the ground because he was trying to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> well, he claimed he was trying to go to sleep, right? So bullshit. But uh, so he was on the ground, and then I slapped him one and then kicked him, and then, uh, you know, that's not a good – you don't want to <laughs> do a move like that. That's against the not aggr- – that is aggression. I mean, you violated the net for sure, but hey, you're honest about absolute it. Absolute <laughs> violation, no question asked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, hey, honesty is key. You know what I mean? Well, I had a talking point on this. Discuss your thoughts on the nap. Best argument against the nap. So I have one, but I want to hear yours. My best argument against the nap? Uh, probably, uh, probably having to do with property, I think is the most... I think it's the most like... What's the word? Like, it, it's just the most to me, like, okay, it's like, it's coherent, at least, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, right. yeah, I could understand how you would, you would go, okay, this isn't your property. You can't just like own, uh, like, let's say a piece of land, you know, like, that's just like the earth and the earth is for everybody. You know, it's like, I don't agree with it. And that's not how I see it. But I definitely understand why somebody might, you know, kind of think upon that way. You know, and so then when you kind of if if you were to take that as facts that, you know, land it can't be owned, then that would mean that resources then can't be technically owned, you know, and then it's like if you keep going out from there, then it's like, I don't know. I mean, the nap doesn't really hold up too strong, you know, I think I think the counter argument to that would be you own yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that, that makes sense. One, and therefore you own the effects of your actions. Yeah. So it's not that you show up somewhere, you know, I can't, I can't like fucking Simba show up and say, I own everything that I can see. <laughs> you have to, you know, that's the, that's the, the homestead thing. Yeah. I have to, I have to go to an area, you know, uh, build a, build an, an encompassing structure yeah. and homestead that territory. Right. You know, I can't just go out and say, I own everything. Yeah, I saw it first and and all that. You actually have to build on that territory. And and that actually is still in effect. I mean, if you if you do nothing for, you know, if you buy a bunch of land somewhere and you just 
sit on it for like, I think it's like seven years or 10 years or something. And you do nothing that just as anyone can go and homestead it at that point, because there's oh, no, wow. like, uh, you don't actually have ownership of that. You have to buy that from somebody at that point because you have, or, or you have to accept that you fucking don't own it. You know, yeah. if I, if I, you know, if I, if I'm Hunter Biden, Mm-hmm. and i leave my laptop at the repair <laughs> shop for a year and a half i don't own it anymore he fucking owns it like, yeah well i think you even sign something for that too when you go to those shops right. I, I used to work at one yeah and they we had to sign something that if it's here for a certain amount of time it's not yours anymore which is kind of smart okay so what's your what's your rebuttal to the nap what's your kind of my my best argument i've heard against the nap is um what if a kid, a child is trying to touch a hot stove or what if a child says, fucking, I'm going to run into the fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't tackle them. <laughs> I'm going, mom. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm running into the fire. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run into that fiery building and put my hand on that hot stove. <laughs> I'm running into a boiling hot bomb, jumping in a pot of boiling water until I die. <laughs> uh, but uh, my so, and I do think that's a vulnerability, right? Because there's and it's not just about the children thing. So imagine you're about to see someone get hit by a car. Mm. And the only way for you to get them out of the way of the car is to push them or grab them or shove them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which would technically be initiating force on them. You'd be, you'd be shoving them onto a curb or down or pulling them away in order to stop them from future harm. But that would be initiating force on them. Okay, but then let me put this on you. Okay, so this is a crazy hypothetical, but let's say that there's like a deaf person standing in the middle of the road and they're just chilling there, right? And they're facing one direction and then coming from behind them, they can't see or hear it, is a car is coming at them very slowly. And this person in the car is uh, just like not paying attention, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're wasted or whatever. Sure, sure. So now you are standing in the road and you see the car rolling slowly coming over. Maybe it's coming fast, but it's far away. And you see it coming and you see that person there and you do nothing and you let that person get hit. Right. Did you violate the non-aggression principle because you knowingly let something bad happen? Because then if so, no, you wouldn't be violating the non-aggression principle by, by pushing person out of the way because it's not a matter of how quick or you know how soon. It's a matter of you, if you didn't do it, it would be aggressing on them and you didn't want to knowingly contribute to that. So you did the only thing you could do to not contribute to that, which was push them out of the way. Yeah. Right. I think that, that definitely, that wasn't my argument, but I think that argument definitely works too. You're actually minimizing the, the amount of aggression that would happen by, by breaking the non-aggression principle. I think that I, 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 to me that, that makes actually more sense than my argument but i also think my argument has merit too because my argument doesn't just apply to that situation which is um so i actually have two points on that one is suppose i suppose this person is going to get hit by a car guaranteed huh? they're fucking deaf they're facing the wrong way they're going to get fucking popped and i run and i grab them and i push them off into the side 
and their head fucking slams against the stop sign pillar. Yeah. And it cuts their fucking head off. Yeah. Who's responsible for that? I mean, you, you have to be. The guy that did it, yeah. Me, the guy. The guy. Yeah. So that's the point. If you're going to break the nap, you are responsible for what happens from that point in that, yeah. in that interaction. Yeah. So that's actually how we should deal with it, in my opinion. If you break the nap, you are responsible for what happens to the person who that was broken against. That's the whole, you, you, that's the effect of your action, so to speak. Do you think anybody would say that the driver actually violated the nap in that situation and the guy just did what he could to try and help? And I, I think, of course, it would depend on a situation, right? Yeah. If the dude is super wasted and he's driving like crazy. Oh, maybe, sure, yeah. But he also isn't involved. He becomes a witness at that point. He didn't actually do anything. That yeah. Anything you could get him for would be pre-crime. You were going to hit him. No, I wasn't. I was going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. That's an interesting one. It'd be, it'd be tough. The other answer is, and libertarians have a huge problem with this. uh, If you spend your whole life in hypotheticals, you never actually encounter the real world. You know, if you go to, if you go to a sensei and you say, teach me how to fight. And he says, before I teach you how to fight, I need you to clip a fly out of the air <laughs> and you go and you clip fly and it takes you a year and a half. You clip fly right out of the air, with just two hands, two fingers. That's the, that's the goal. And he says, great. That's fantastic. Now clip a gnat out of the air. <laughs> and you go and it takes you another five years. You go, oh, I got the gnat out of the air. That's fantastic. Now clip a small speck of pollen out of the air. <laughs> five years and you grab that out of the air and then after 15 years you say you haven't taught me anything about how to fight you haven't actually improved me in any way you haven't in the practical world i'm no more valuable now than i was when i fucking walked here and i think in a lot of cases for libertarians especially that's the point the point is they're not interested in enacting their values in the real world they're interested in how do I play mind games with myself for long enough to where I can pretend that I'm perfect the same way that the leftists pretend they're perfect? Yeah. So. I, I'm so wish on that. We can play these games with hypotheticals all day long. I can come up with, well, what if we're on a different planet and everyone's suffocating and you have to <laughs> yeah. choose, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, the state okay, still does not give a fuck. The real world. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about things that are actually happening. Yeah, yeah. How many times in your life have you encountered some a deaf person on the side of the road who is about to get hit? <laughs> and only you were the only person there who could stop the ongoing drunk driver. Never, ever in your life. How many times have you encountered the aggression of the state? Literally every second of every day. <laughs> let's just do, well, let's start big and then deal with the small. You know, yeah. And then deal with. This guy came in with a case that we don't know how to decide because it seems like he, he, you know, he didn't break the nap. If you wouldn't, if you do the Chris interpretation, because he was trying to limit the amount of aggression in the situation, but then he accidentally did that amount of aggression to the person. I mean, that's that's a shit that is so far down the line that it's not actually practical to talk about. We need to talk about how do we get closer to where that becomes an actual issue. And not the consistent yeah. permanent rape of the state. 
Oh my God. Uh, well said. Let's deal with that first. And then we'll deal with what happens to the deaf guy who had his head split open by a stop sign pole. Yes. Amen, man. That's why I hate how there's so many libertarians right now who are just like, well, you know, if the gyms want to have a vaccine card that you have to show, then They're let them do it. Business. They're a private business. Like, okay, yeah, the Fed is private too. Come on now. Okay, they're a private business, but the state mandated them to do it. Exactly. Uh, but they're a private business. Okay. Even when they don't mandate it still, it's still coming from all these, like, you know, state-funded stuff like the NIS or whatever, the CDC. All this stuff is not funded from, like, voluntary people who are just like, oh, this is a great company. I'll give them my money. Yeah, it's right. stolen from us. What's the, what's the, again, it's, it's your thought process. What's the bigger infraction on liberty? Is it is it a vaccine mandate or is it someone trying to get away with not wearing a mask? <laughs> I mean, that's not even a question. It's, it's a joke the, the, and this is true of conservatives and libertarians, both it's the, the sort of not even liberal. They're not liberals. They're just totalitarian fucking communists <laughs> have read the whole, have hacked the mind of, of the conservative. They know what they want. They know how to pull them. They know where they get their information. They get their information from fucking TV news. They're much more interested in security than, than yeah. uh, freedom. And they can be easily tricked by bullshit hypotheticals and basically uh, fucking uh, scams. Um, so they just milk that shit. They, yeah. they milk the hypothetical. They milk the, the ideological. And then they play to, we need to be secure. We need to fight for our own freedom uh, and uh, people buy it. And, and, and they know, and the only way that we end up winning is if we do the same thing with their team, which is these people are fucking retarded. They are literally retarded. Yeah. They cannot and do not think for themselves. They not only do they not think for themselves, they view thinking for themselves as a, uh, as a threat to the group. Yes. And, and the way that they, and again, I lived in this for years. I worked at a comedy club for fucking years. Oh, no way. The first one to the, 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 the new orthodoxy is going to come in. <laughs> the new, the new uh, mandate is going to come in. And the coolest person is the guy who knows the mandate first. That's the coolest person. So trans is going to become a cool thing. Well, I'm the first person to know that it's going to become a cool thing. So I'm genderqueer. I'm still a woman who only fucks God, mm. but I'm genderqueer because I'm cool. And I know the new thing's coming. Uh, mm. Or, yeah, well, uh, they gave up the Russia thing, but it was never about Russia. It was always about the tax return. So now, now I'm the guy who knew everything about the tax return before then. So I'm the coolest guy now because mm. I was talking about the tax return two weeks ago. Um, they're just a, I mean, they're, they're just a classic cult, a classic, yeah. what's the update of the fucking new thing? So if we're going to have a chance at combating any of that, uh, we have to know how their brain works the same way that they know how our brain works. And if that's, uh, if we don't do that, then we're just going to fucking keep losing forever, which is my bet because we, our team seems to fucking love losing. Uh, <laughs> We, we love losing even more than we like winning. We seem to love fucking losing. 
Uh, I, it's painfully true. It's in the books, man. All right, good shit. Well, that was fun as fuck. Thank you so much, dude, for doing this with me. We've been here for a while, but man, this was honestly one of the most fun times I've ever had film and nap time. So this was a blast for me. If you want to see more of Phil, you're going to have to join us for the season finale of nap time where we fucking break into Phil's secret box of fun videos. I can't wait for that. It's going to be, it's a nine hour podcast of straight gore. Hey, everybody, thanks for sleeping over. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out the new website, naptimememes.com, where you can find naptime pillows, blankets, and pajamas to take your nap in. There's also plenty of other gear, like shirts, hats, and even bathing suits that you can treat yourself, a close friend, or a loved one with. As always, you can find all the videos on YouTube, and don't forget to follow Naptime Memes on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you back here next week.